How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. And this is the epic rock star, Ross Cowan. Ross, good morning, good afternoon to you in the UK. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Jamie. Very well indeed. Excited for today. Excited to share some knowledge. This is one of my favorite subjects. So thanks for having me on. Well, do you want to, uh, no, I, why don't I introduce? I, I will introduce the, uh, the topic. It is marketing messages. So guys, it is one thing to have a business. In fact, it's a very good thing to have a business. But if you don't know exactly who it is you're selling to, what you can be is for your market, then, I mean, you're, you're what? You're a lunges and lunches trainer, aren't you, Ross? <laughs> yes, you are. Okay. You are you're, not, you're not having an impact in the world, sadly, okay. if you're not clear on your messaging. So. so I would love, and I think you are the perfect guest or rather co-host for this particular topic because you recently switched around your marketing message and it made all of the difference in the world. Please yeah. tell us about that. We did. Uh, we spent the first five years of our business as the Body Transformation Academy, which in one way, shape or form was everything to everyone. If you wanted to be fit, male, female, older, younger, we would help you, which was okay, but is the exact opposite to what we're talking about now, which is being everything to everyone makes your marketing very, very hard and bland. And then what we did at the beginning this year is we re, uh, rebranded everything to Strong AF Coaching, which is specifically for high-performance women who want to drop a dress size and get strong F about crash diets men, who want to drop a dress size and get strong F about crash diets or cardio. And the difference is this, and Jamie's did the perfect example, is that if you're in an online business, which most people are now, and there's billions of people online and your message is everything to everyone. It's like walking into a stadium and firing a confetti cannon and expecting your message to hit that person. And what we're doing by talking about your messaging to marketing is swapping that strategy for standing over a barrel of fish with a shotgun, which means one shot, one lead or one shot, five leads. And it's about being clear on that message so you can be consistent with what you're doing online in the organic space. So, there are different components to a marketing message, right? Yes. The one that you just spouted off, like the back of your hand is your USP, your unique selling proposition. Yeah. So if you and I were in an elevator and I said, Ross, uh, we're stuck here. What do you do? You wouldn't tell me you're a personal trainer. You would give me that one line, right? Because yeah. again, yeah. right? Because yeah. again, yeah. what goes beyond the USP for your marketing messages? Talk to us about the seed language that you're using. Talk to us about, uh, I guess, keywords that yeah. you've started using and developing as well in uh, Strong AF. Yeah, definitely. So I'll talk to you about the key language you use, and then we'll definitely, I know we're going to talk about a strategy of how you can do this for your own business. But for us, we stand for three things. Number one is we want to teach women how to become their own heroes. The reason why that's important message to high-performance women, because there's a mindset perspective, there's nutrition, and there's training. As personal trainers, we're all basically doing three things. We're helping people improve their mindset. They want to get stronger for training. They want to be nutrition. The next thing, we're teaching women how to ditch the diets. We are very, very clear about the fact that we don't like diets. We don't ever attack individuals. But if you are Herbalife, Weight Watchers, Slimming Worlds, we're going to throw stones at you online because the women who we want to coach have told us hundreds of times over and over again, 
they are sick of being on and we also tell people that you can do that without cardio some people like cardio we're not massive fans again this is up for your interpretation but we're very clear to people that you can get the results you want build your dream body without cardio therefore our messaging is become your own hero learn how to ditch the diets and build your dream body without cardio which acts like a dog whistle a very clear signal to a very specific type of person so that would be an example of seed language so how did you come up with that seed language did you come up with it or did other people give it to you is the perfect question, Jamie. Before, when we had Body Transformation Academy, we used to try and predict what people wanted and we would just tell them what they wanted and not sell a lot of stuff. The biggest mindset shift, and I think if there's one takeaway point from this whole session that we're doing today, is you have to find out who your target market is and then ask them because they will tell you. Don't try to predict what people want. So step number one is identify who you have as existing clients. And if you're in clients, and if you say, I've got 10 different clients, but Jamie Filer is the one woman who I could spend every single day with for the next 10 years and get an amazing result and wouldn't be, uh, I would never get tired of that. She's your ideal target market. I'm going to go and ask Jamie, and I'm going to find five other people like Jamie. I'm going to reach out to them and say, I've got a program. I'm looking at designing this thing. Do you mind if I can ask you these questions and you ask them everything that you're going to want to need to know? What do you like? What do you not like? Uh, what kind of things you tried before in the past? Why did they not work for you? What Facebook groups, blah, 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 fill in the blanks. And then you're going to ask all of those people exactly what their biggest problems are. And then you're going to take the language and then you use that. That is your seed language. So they're essentially, and okay, last question. Core values of your company. Let's say three things that strong AF stands for. What are the, you know, when we think McDonald's, we think uh, cheap, <laughs> yeah. convenient. Uh, and I guess I would say something, maybe something like abundant. Like you always just know that you can find an, uh, a McDonald's wherever you go, regardless of yeah, what. I'd say so. Right. Okay. So what were, what would you say are three core values or three adjectives, three nouns associated with strong AF? Strong AF would be about sustainability. Definitely sustainability It's going to be about community, which is a fundamental part because community is very broad for lots of people. But for women specifically, I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. And strong AF as a sentence, as a statement is what it's all about. We tell women we're going to help them become physically and mentally strong AF, which is exactly it means an individual thing to each individual person. So community, sustainability and becoming strong AF are the three things that we stand for. How often do you use your marketing message? 500 times a day, every single day. I have the same conversations. I ask the same conversations. I ask the same five questions on every single call that I have because I'm solely responsible for all of the sales calls in my business. I'll ask the same five questions, make the same two statements time and time again. You know if you've got your seed language on point because you're going to be so repetitive in saying that you don't even have to think about it. If someone, like Jamie says, someone can ask you an elevator, you can click it off like that. If you have to constantly think about the things that you're saying, you're probably not repeating yourself enough, which means you're probably trying to serve too many people. I know exactly what to say and when to say it to get a very consistent result. Um, I would love to know more about the, the keywords, the keywords that you use and how you switch up your calls to action so that you don't constantly have to use the same verbiage on TikTok and Instagram. Like, Hey, are you a high power, high performance woman who yeah. like other ways do you come up with to say essentially the same thing? Yeah. 
uh, used recently was puppy portions. Are you eating puppy portions? And we shamelessly leveraged someone else's puppy onto video to tell people restrictive dieting, weight watching, slimming world, Herbalife, cardio, running, unsustainability. It's just the same things that come over again. Tired, stressed, demotivated. So go ahead. What were you just going to say? I was going to say it's the same nine or 10 words over and over again. And it, it hasn't changed since we nailed it down. So moral of the story, guys, I mean, we still have like so much more of the show, yeah. but essentially if you want to come up with a marketing message, mm. start with a bubble in the middle, start with your target market, write down everything they say to you. Ross, you said you had five questions you ask everyone, and this is essentially where your answers yeah. came from. What are the five questions? Uh, What's the biggest challenge you're facing in your health and fitness right now? In your health and fitness right now? Super open-ended and let them finish that sentence. How long has this been a challenge for you? Is this one week or is it more than five years or has it been a lifetime? What other things have you tried before in the past? This is a really good leading question because they're going to be like, oh, I tried this, this, this and this. Slimming World Weight Watchers Herb Life in my case. This is just for me. Could be other things. The next question, which is really, really key, is that what do you think is the fundamental reason why these things did not work for you? And the answer to that question is going to be basically a lot of your seed language. It wasn't sustainable. I got tired. Uh, it didn't fit in for my lifestyle. I felt like I was eating rabbit food. Like that's the kind of information. And then the key one, I believe, is that with all the millions of different trainers out in the world, what was the reason for reaching out to us specifically? This is a really super powerful question because it means that anything that comes after that is they're going to tell you, well, I didn't, these things didn't work for this reason. I reached out for you because I didn't, these things didn't work for this reason. I reached out for you because I connected with you. It seemed like it was sustainable. You made me laugh talking about puppy portions, fill in the blank. But those five questions in those orders are super powerful. So that's almost the fifth question is almost the confirmation that everything you were doing up to that point worked. Yeah, and what it also does, Jamie, which is super important from a messaging standpoint, is they're going to tell you what stuff you've been putting out over social media connected. They'll be like, you know, because if you have 10 calls and nine out of those people say, oh, it's this this video you did about puppy portions, you're like, we need to get a dog. Like, <laughs> that would be it. Or if it was half of them, say one of them was about cardio, the other thing was about diet, and it's okay, there's a bit of a balance. But we now know from doing hundreds of these calls and asking the same questions, which is where repetition comes in, is that you always get the same answers. It's something you said about Herbalife, or it's something you said about this, and that's where it's going to get your repetitions in there. But if you're trying to serve everyone, your question's always different. Does that make sense? Of course. Now, you said there are two statements that you always end up using. What are the two statements you always end up using? Am I allowed to swear on this? I'll keep, it, I'll keep it. I'll keep it PG. So what I say to people is that, look, as you can appreciate, there's two different sides of the fitness industry. There's this side over here, and I'm just gesturing to the right hand side for this is a podcast. Is people that say like, uh, eat less, move more, shut their f up, and get on with it, which is fine. This is mo most people know these kind of trainers. There's this side over here, which is what we call the coaching approach, which is talking about habits, personalities, beliefs, without being too deep on a ten minute conversation, your identity. Your identity is the conversation that you have when no one else is around. It's the stuff you say to yourself that if you appreciate you said to other people, you wouldn't have any friends. The reason why we as coaches focus on this side of the equation, because the PTs will get your result, but we want you to sustain that for the rest. The PTs will get your result, but we want you to sustain that for the rest of your life. 
for us talking to women, that is an absolute penny drop moment where they realize that these things haven't happened. Does that make sense? Of course it does. I'm positioning myself as a coach who's going to talk to people about mindset and sustainability. And then the second one, we say to everyone, this is my favorite, is there's two different things you're going to need in order to get a sustainable result. Number one is you must have the right strategy. Number two is you need the right level of positive accountability. If you have the best strategy in the world, training nutrition, but no one holding you accountable, human beings left to their own devices, mm -hmm. and a fanny about, we procrastinate. The reason why, and that's not going to be your fault. This is just human beings. And then yeah. most people are like, oh, I've had a strategy before, but I didn't get a result. The next thing, and I know you're American. You're not American. There's a lot of Americans. I'm going to say this anyway. This is my example. I say you could have the best accountability in the world, some happy, clappy American life coach. Jamie, you're amazing. But if the strategy they're giving you is not, you're not going to get a result. And they go, okay. And then here's the question. I say to them, so how many times in the last five years you've had both of these things at the same time? And what they're going to say. Gonna be like, I haven't. That's why I'm here. And then, then what I'm going to say is awesome. So I'm going to give you the right strategy and a positive accountability. And I structure this like messaging and the conversations I have with people in two calls. The first 10 minute call is going to determine whether I want them as a coaching client. And exactly what I've told you is what I've said a hundred times in those first 10 minutes of every single call. If you was going to use this, so let's make this practical for the people that are listening to this. Those same questions is what you're doing in a market research standpoint. If you was like, I'm not quite clear on what my messaging is, but I know there's five people who are my ideal client, ask them those questions. They're going to give you all the information and you can take the common things that they say out of the answers and start to put it into your posts and just drill it out over and over again. I was just going to say, even if those people don't buy after the initial 10, initial 10 minute triage call, you have invaluable data that you can then go out and sell 10 packages to your ideal client. I would argue, Jamie, I'd rather have 10 people like give me the right information and not buy it. I wouldn't be bothered because that information is going to serve me for the next 10 years if I need to. I'd rather have 100 people, only 10 people buy it because it's always going to be a win. What you're looking for is the common threads. The things that can allow you to stand over a barrel of fish with a shotgun and just every single. And the thing that I was thinking about this on the way over and the way on the train because I knew he was having this conversation. I would say to people, if you are not confident to put a thousand dollars down on one Facebook ad with the copy that you had in there, I would say you're probably not as confident as you would need to be of your messaging. We use this example in TRM that if you had to pay a dollar for every follower that you had on Instagram, you'd probably think a lot more about the kind of messaging that you put out. I am confident enough that I would put a thousand of my posts right now because I know that it's already been proven time and time again. It's quite an extreme example, but I think it's something to think about for people. If you would do that, a lot of people are here, they're like, ads don't work. Is that, well, the system works, but if your message is unclear, and this is everything we're talking about today, then the ad's not going to work because it's yeah. a system that was based on communicating with the right person at the right time. What do you right. think of that? I 100% agree. I 100% agree that it's your copy. It's not the idea of Facebook ads or Instagram ads in mm. and of themselves. It's that you're, it's your messaging, right? It's yeah. your messages. Yeah. I learned something. Well, I didn't learn it for the first time. It was reiterated to me this past weekend that what so many coaches do and the error that so many coaches make in regards to marketing messages is that all they do is talk about deliverables. All they do is when people, hey, what do you offer? Well, I offer macros and cardio and supplement protocol and uh, some work and some workouts, right? You're, you're yeah. no different. What differentiates you is your offer. 
which is so different than your deliverables, right? And that's when the sustainability, the community and the becoming strong AF, which are your, essentially your offer, not your deliverable. Um, How would you differentiate, or I'm sure this is something you see as well. Tell me about how you view the difference between uh, offer and deliverable. Beautiful, Jamie, really good point. So there's features and benefits. Features are the functional tools that you will everyone else sells. We, I, I sell nutrition plans, training, and mindset coaching. Same as Jamie, same as everyone else there, but I call it something completely different. This is what we call like decommoditization. So a commodity is something that gets compared on price. If every single person in the market is selling training, nutrition, and mindset, I'd sell it for 150 pounds and James sells it for 250 pounds. Just like you would do when you get your phone bill or you're trying to get Wi-Fi in your new house, you're like, okay, so the phone bill or you're trying to get Wi-Fi in your new house, you're like, okay, so the broadband speed's the same. This one's $10 less. I'm going to buy it on that. This is what happens when you sell yourself on features. You become a commodity. The minute that I come into the space, and I don't call it training, nutrition, and mindset. I call it becoming your own hero. Be strong AF, ditch the diet system. Everyone's like, oh, my God, what's this thing over here? I've used language, the seed language that I asked my ladies about to decommoditize myself and my business, which means even though it is fitness, it's not. I'm selling something completely different, which allows me to charge a premium for what I'm doing because I deliver a premium service. Even if we're the best coaches in the world, if you're going to be compared on price, it doesn't matter how good you are. This is so freaking important for people because you can be the most highly qualified person in the world. But if you can't distinguish the difference between your seed language and the features that you sell, it's not going to make a difference. And all the qualification in the world aren't going to help you. Does that make sense? Of course. It's the difference between saying I provide for to I help women in the LGBT community struggling with anxiety and emotional eating. Yeah. Right. Which one are you going to? So one, you're going to price shop me and all of the other trainers working yeah. with younger women. And then the other, you're going with me specifically because of the, the benefit that I'm it's going to bring to your life. You're the perfect example of someone who's absolutely nailed this over time, refined it down. If you go into Jamie Fellers, you've all been on her Instagram, right? It is perfect language. And she has the best dog whistle first one liners in there about the questions. If you ever see the title on her Instagram post before you have to say, say, see more, every single person to her target market sees that and think, oh, my God, that's me. You have to be able to do that. And you can't do that without this step by step process we've been taking you through over the course of the last 18 minutes. It's you have to know, right? You have to know. Otherwise, you could put out 10 posts and reach 10 different people and make no sales. Or I could put out one post hit 100 people with exactly the same message. One post, hit 100 people with exactly the same message who are perfect for me. And this is how you get consistency in your business. So what would you say? I mean, because we can talk till we're blue in the face about marketing messages, but how do you convince a trainer who is not yet making even $5,000 a month that if I say, listen, it was the best thing I ever did, not the biggest mistake, to speak specify and to pigeonhole myself in the LGBTQ community with anxiety in order to get to that, that income level. And for you, you chose high performance women specifically. How do we tell those trainers who still don't think that marketing messages the way to 10 K 20 40, that this is the best thing. Uh, I would say that if you're a trainer and you're watching this podcast at the moment, you already put yourself in the top 5% of all the trainers in the world because you're actively trying to educate some things. You know inherently in yourself that 
things. You know inherently in yourself that you are, you're worth more, you deserve more, and you can have bigger impact on people. I'm saying as someone who's been in the same process as Jamie, who's learned from her, I've learned from other people, the biggest investment I ever made in myself was learning that as much as it seems like counterproductive to not train men and women, you will double your income when you half your market. And then when you half it again, and then when you half it again, Jamie will say it. She's like, I serve an eighth of the people and get a hundred times more income. And it seems counterproductive, but it's not. And that's all I can say. Like, if you're here at this point, you're taking this message on board, well done. Because like, you're in a good place and you're learning anyway, but you must understand that you can't be everything to everyone. Yep. You have to be the absolute freaking best in the world at what you do. And the best way to do that is to narrow that down. That's yep. what I'd say. The other thing, guys, is, and we've seen this on TRM time and time again, people say, oh, there's no, there's no money in my market. I've chosen single moms. There's no money there. Getting on the phone with me in the first place, let alone believing in themselves enough to believe in me, let alone parting with their money. And Ross has, shown, has, has chosen high-performance women who are making like more than he is, right? Yeah. So Ross, how do we convince people that there is a market for them try it <laughs> and you know what I, I thought about that really really hard that like how do you convince someone else you can do it you can't but you just got to try you have to try things you took a gamble going self-employed and being a personal trainer you took a gamble going to gym not going to gym these things there's going to be certain gambles and stuff you're going to need to take and i'll second what jamie said like it's the biggest gamble that we did and it's one that paid off the most it's very very hard for us as a business to be five years into what we're doing having relative success but knowing inherently it wasn't working to say actually you know what i'm going to half it and half it and half it but we tried it and it worked really well and there's a common when you look at people who are in our space in us canada over in the uk the people that absolutely smash it super niche in what they do they're not everything to everyone therefore like success leaves clues right it has yeah. to the other thing about worrying whether your target market has the money or not is if we look at if we look at TRM, right? TRM 10K specifically, these are trainers who aren't yet at a point at their business where they're making 10K. And yet Matt, through his specific messaging and his, his marketing mm -hmm. has had trainers who aren't making, let's say 3K per month, pay him 1000 per month because he knows exactly what they need. He knows exactly what to deliver to them. So they're like, oh my God, this guy is talking straight to me. I, I believe him. I believe that he can get me to 10K, right? So yeah. whether you have single moms or lesbians with anxiety or high performance women, if you say the exact they need to hear at the right time for them, it's they give you a blank check. Of course they do. And saying that there's not enough like single mums in the world <laughs> there's not enough guys with sore lower backs or high performance men or low performance women or just it's it's a nonsense okay there's a there's a bit of belief work you need to do that but obviously if you're in the online space and stuff it's it's there so the the easiest way to do this if you are feeling i think the the conversation if you're feeling quite anxious about like okay but i'm training men and women how do i transition myself step number one is don't sack half your clients straight away but just Take the time to get your message and say, look, what I'm going to do, I, I, I currently train everyone, but my new message is just going out to a certain type of person. Let me just try this. And you will know within four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks that when 
if I'm messaging just to Jamie, but I've got Chris and loads of other guys behind me, and I start getting 10 Jamies on board, you're like, okay, this is it. It's what I need. So you don't have to drop everything. I think that transition is going to be really important for people. Important for people. We don't want you to drop half your business straight away, but if you just get that message in and save yourself some time and be more niche and specific in what you do, the results will speak for themselves. I guarantee it. Yep. Yep. Could not agree more. And we're both, we're both living proof, right? Yeah. Amen to that. So guys, the biggest takeaways is, first of all, go back to somewhere between the 12 and 14 minute mark and write down the five questions Ross asks on his triage call. Why? Because this will lead to step two, formulating your unique selling proposition, the key words you're going to use in your messaging and the core values of your business. And then step three, start using your marketing messages in everything you do, whether it's a TikTok, a Facebook post, an Instagram, a blog. Yep. It has to appear everywhere so people will. The second I become a high performance woman, I already know who my trainer is going to be. Or the okay. second I'm this woman, I already know who my trainer is going to be. Or the okay. second I meet a high performance woman and she tells me she's looking for a trainer, I already know who I'm going to send her to. Right. I that 100%. Um, Ross, anything else you want to end with? Uh, I don't think so. I think we covered it really, really well. You can give people so much information, but I think the way that Jamie summed it up is super clear. It is probably one of the most important things you could do, and everything's important when you have your own business. However, to leverage your time and make sure you're getting the right people in front of you. The, the, the opposite to doing this is having lots of people who don't really fulfill you. People, men, women who have different challenges, different needs, different questions all the time. It's very, very exhausting. Everything becomes a lot more fun when all of your favorite people are asking you the same favorite question over and over again. It makes you amazing. So I would drive towards that. We're all looking for fulfillment in our business. We want to have fun. We want to enjoy it. When they have impact, the best way to do it is for a specific type of person. Brilliant. Ross, thank you so much. If you found value in today's episode, please share it on your Facebook, your Instagram, wherever. Be sure to tag Jame91 at, uh, oh my gosh, what is your Instagram, Ross? Uh, just put in Emily Hackett Fitness. Emily <laughs> because... Hackett Fitness at <laughs> Trigger Revenue Multiplier. We are on all the major podcast platforms, Apple, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode or you could watch the live each and every Thursday on the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Facebook page. Thank you for tuning in, Ross. I hope you have an incredible day. Thank Everyone you. else out there, you guys have an incredible day.